Welcome to the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Blake, Tyler, and Rob. Slow down, this is slipping through my mind. This conversation has run out of time. Hello, and welcome in from where we are to where you are. This is the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us as always. Uh, I am Blake, your host, joined by Tyler and Rob here for the week 11 version of this podcast. How are we doing, guys? Hey, we're doing great. Yep. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> great. A great addition to Tyler. God damn so, it. So, <laughs> so this time the intro was spot on perfect. Nothing wrong. And then Tyler just sits there. And, well, yep. the way you said, the way you said, oh, it's going great or whatever. I was like, oh, there's more to that sentence. And so I'm sitting yep. here, you know, typing, typing away on my spreadsheet. And I yep. look up to just you two just looking at me. How would I, how would I improve on it? It's going great. Uh, it was the, it was the emphasis you had on the syllables. Oh, nope. Uh, I think you were not paying attention very well. Why must you two fail me so often? Uh, mostly it's Tyler. I think it's both of you. No, I didn't fail you. I, well, I, Rob, I, you're sorry. not helping with it's great. Uh, why don't you, as the as a co-host on this podcast, why don't you elaborate a little bit more? It's great. I had you know a promising week last week, and things kind oh, of led no, to it's, disappointment. It's, it's great. Or something. It's great that the season's almost over, and I can put this pain behind me. Gosh, how's that? The NFL season has reached officially, or I think was was it this week the the halfway point? No, it's past that. I wasn't, th- or was it last week? I don't know. Who knows? It Why was. Knows? It was like two weeks ago, buddy. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yes. sure I heard that. I'm pretty sure I heard that recently. Uh, Anywho, you are incorrect. No, there's 18 uh, weeks, including buys. So we're on week, week 11. Nine. Yeah, we're yeah. Um, yeah. So we are on week 11. There's only a couple more weeks until the playoffs start. That if is true. I remember, while we go through our matches this week, I will uh, talk about who's in the playoffs and who is kind of looking for a spot. Otherwise, we've got news and notes, like always. Uh, another episode of Blake's Over-Unders. And then transactions. So, if you guys don't got nothing else here in the intro section, let's move into some news and notes. Knock, knock. Who's there? The news. So, Tyler, I'll tell you what. Sometime today, when I was just doing my job walking around... <laughs> I heard someone talk about like new. I heard news or something like that, and whatever I was listening to, and to myself, I just muttered, "Knock, knock, it's the news." To nobody else, to just the podcast I was listening to or whatever it was, I just muttered, "Knock, knock, it's the news." On the roof, it was fucking. Knock, I, knock, I, who's I, there? The news. Yeah, the I news. just I I laughed out loud, and uh, my roofers looked at me like I was crazy. Alrighty, so got some actual news this week to talk about. Uh, some players waived, some players signed. Probably the most surprising one is Eno Benjamin waived from the Arizona Cardinals after being a very serviceable backup for them this year with James when James Conner was down, uh, promptly signed to Houston. Yeah, for me, this is a big downgrade to Damian Pierce. Uh, Damian Pierce's number one thing that he had going for him was he had the backfield all of himself. Well, himself and Rex Burkhead, but how much of a challenge really is Rex Burkhead? And now he doesn't. Um you know, Edo Benjamin is no slouch, but there were uh, character concerns coming into the NFL. And now, you know, 
getting cut. You know, there's rumors about what happened and blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, for me, this the biggest impact is to uh, Damian Pierce. Uh, I disagree with that entirely. I think the biggest impact is to um, Rex Burkhead. I think it pushes him aside. I think, you know, Benjamin okay, the Charles biggest is- impact to fantasy relevant people. Oh, well, I, I think it might take a couple carries, but I don't think it affects him that much. I don't think it's a huge downgrade. I think it, what it does is it it makes uh, him the passing back, and there's no Rex Burkhead any longer, which there shouldn't have been for like the past two years in Houston. I don't know what they're doing. This gives them a legit third down back, um, which they Pierce wasn't anyway. He wasn't getting a lot of targets. So I think you'll see him Pierce still getting his carries. He's still going to get 20 carries, but you'll see a lot more pass. Uh, you'll see, um, you know, Benjamin, once he gets up to speed there, uh, no pun intended, that he'll push Burkhead to the bench. All righty. We got um, Matt. Jesus. I was going to combine his nickname, Matty Ice, which is a road in my notes, and Matt Ryan. I was going to say some abomination words, but Matt Ryan is back in the driver's seat at quarterback in the uh, Indianapolis with Sam Ellinger practicing with not the first uh, this week. Yeah, I mean, and if they wanted to win games, that's what they had to do. And the new coach there, Jeff Saturday, wanted to win games. And so, I mean, so it's smart. It makes the Colts, all the offensive players better by having – Matt Ryan there, even though he gets sacked a lot, they weren't doing anything with Ellinger. So it's an upgrade for that team. Um, got a couple people returning to practice this week. Hollywood Brown returning to pra- or cleared for practice uh, after that foot injury. It broke a bone in his foot, I believe is what it was. Uh, not, not confirmed that he's back at practice, but he has been cleared already. Breaking news. We've got a trade. Do we? Trade alert. In the Bag Clan Fantasy League, Testicle T accepts offer from Fly Eagles Fly. Kareem Hunt for Brian Robinson, it looks like. Oh, my. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. Oh, there we go. Uh, My first question would be, Rob, how long has this been sitting out there? Uh, This little trade thing? Yeah. Um. Not very long. Minutes. Okay. Minutes. <laughs> oh no no no! Like uh, it was earlier today. Okay. Um, Jesus, really? What? I mean, I mean, right now, as this, as my first reaction here, I hate this trade for Testicle Team. This, uh, uh, yeah it it makes no sense. Uh, this does not help him. Uh, Brandon Robinson was, you know. Has all the all the all the trust and belief with the with the team and the organization. Uh, actually, had some productive work last week, and Cream Hunt is almost a nothing burger. So, th- and this is a perfect trade for. Well, I was going to say this is a perfect trade for Rob, but this is the reason why Nick should have held on to Brian Robinson. Is look at the next three games: Houston, Atlanta, and the Giants. Um, three games that both of these teams need to win if they want to stay out of last place. And Brian Robinson clearly has the better matchups these next three weeks. Um, yeah, this is this is a paddling, obviously, with two lower tier players. So it's not like, you know, it's league changing by any means, but it's certainly no, it's certainly <laughs> enough that it could determine who doesn't finish in last. Wow. OK. Um, I guess you guys want to talk about Hollywood Brown. 
Oh yeah, sure. Hollywood Brown, right? Um, <laughs> do that. Wow, we actually got to use the breaking news sound. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, I mean, with Hollywood Brown, I, I think you know, regardless of who's at quarterback for Arizona the next few weeks, I, I think this is um very good for them, but also uh, a huge upgrade for anybody who has him on their team. Obviously, he's not going to get the target share that he got early in the season, but they are desperate right now for someone to come into that outside role. They traded for Robbie Anderson, who is has been nothing. Um, and so if you had Hollywood Brown on the outside, you now put um, Purdue guy, a uh, little Moore. short guy, Moore, Rondell Moore. Uh, it, in the slot full time where he should be, you know, th- this offense should click pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it helps. Um, it'll, and it'll be the first time that, uh, they've had all three receivers healthy at the same time this year. So it'll be nice. Um, I guess we'll see. We may not get Kyler back this week, but, um, you know, uh, their backup was, uh, serviceable last week, uh, very serviceable, actually had a good game. Rondell Moore yeah. had the most he's had all year. Yeah, it may not be a major issue if they don't get um, Tyler back this week because Warzone did just come out. So I imagine <laughs> that uh, it's Warzone Kyler that we're going to get this weekend. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, my hammy still hurts. Um, another person back at practice, uh, Deshaun Watson for the Cleveland Browns. Returns to practice, not eligible to return to, I think, what is it, week 13? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Week 12, right? Because he had the – well, let me – I can look at my team because I have him. Well, 11-game uh, suspension, uh, and then they plus already – Plus the buy. Plus the buy. So week 13, he returns. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, I mean, the big thing is, is you're going to use him if you need a fill-in quarterback, which I do for Deshaun Watson – or for Justin Fields uh, for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to be just that. I don't think you can necessarily trust him. But week 17 against Washington, that certainly doesn't scare me. So it's a it's basically a foregone conclusion that he re-enters the starting lineup as soon as he's eligible, right? I mean, we're all oper- operating under that. Um, yeah, that, nobody said anything different, so yes. So I guess what does that what does that do for the running game in Cleveland for Amari Cooper for you know the other pass catchers in that offense? Does is a brand new quarterback most of the way through the year? Granted, they're probably I don't know, I don't know the Browns' record off the top of my head, but um, they're probably not making a push this year is does it does it really affect other fantasy assets for Cleveland I don't think it affects the running game at all I think that's the same regardless um you know if anything if you if you assume that he's going to be an upgrade and that is an assumption at this point because he hasn't played in nearly two years uh, if he's an upgrade at the quarterback position then you would like to think that they pass better you would like to think that that helps your running game um, I don't think they're going to do a more of a I don't think they're going to have a higher pass mix than they do now just because Watson comes in. I think they're going to be careful with him the first couple games. Um, yeah, and that, so I don't think it changes much at first, at least. All right. Moving into some injuries. Um, I, I don't really have them written down, but we can just talk over real quick some quarterbacks that kind of were surprises last week with Matt Stafford. Entered the concussion protocol late in the week. And then, like you mentioned, Tyler Kyler Murray injured with a hamstring, missing uh, last week's game. They reverses each other. Uh, what's the word going on this week? I know I heard Sean McVay saying some some weird stuff about Matt Stafford and his 
uh, concussion status over this week. I don't know if you guys heard that. Did um, I, I heard he returned to practice today. So that's a thing. So usually when that happens, that means you're going to clear the protocol in a couple days. So I would assume he'd clear. Um, last I heard on Murray was that he might be out a game or two still. Yeah, and uh, week 13 is their bye. So if he missed two more games, then you get that extra week to heal up even more. So that could certainly make sense. Um, I mean, for the Rams, I their offense is dead to me for fantasy purposes. We'll, we'll see what happens with that Cooper Cup role this coming week. But I, I don't think you're outside of maybe Higby. I don't think you're relying on anybody from that team in your fantasy lineup if you're making a playoff push. Yeah, so talking about some running backs that went down or have issues, uh, Leonard Fournette, hit pointer during last week's game, did not return. Rashad White got uh, the majority of the work after that. Um, It looks like the word is Rashad White's going to maintain the starter role, at least going into this week. And then also Khalil Herbert moving to IR with also a hip injury in Chicago. Yeah, so Rashad White has had been taking more and more work, and he's – you know, much like the Zeke and Pollard situation, Rashad White had been the better back efficiency wise. Now, the question was, could he do it when he became the primary versus uh, Leonard Fournette? And it looks like he can. So I certainly think that um, coming out of the bye, it will be, you know, we'll see a 50 50 at minimum, if not, you know, a little bit more towards Rashad White. But, you know, we'll see. You know, this is another one where certainly from the Rashad white side, you're hoping you don't have to rely on him making the push to the playoffs. And maybe you can use him in the playoffs for the Fournette side. This could be a big blow to managers. He already wasn't, um, you know, amazing this year in that bucks offense. That's kind of been sputtering. So, you know, this just downgrades him even more. Yeah. He was only doing well because he was getting uh, receptions. So he was getting PPR, but you know, if that goes away, um, there's not much left to Fournette. So, all right, receivers. We've got uh, Juju Smith Schuster uh, went down out, and I think the probably I think it was the first quarter uh, in last night or last week's game with a concussion. Big old hit. Got all the you know fence position, everything bad on that hit. I haven't heard any word, but you know it, I'm assuming he's going to miss this week's game. I mean, yeah, it's hard to tell. He's in the protocol and didn't practice today. Um, I mean, Tyler, I guess he gets, you know, two more days and then we'll know, but it's hard to speculate, but this year with things the way they are, you might lean toward he's him not playing. Yeah. And unfortunately I mean, they're the, uh, they're the Sunday night game. Oh God. So yeah, you, you have to make an early decision. I do. I do think it, unless you have another decision uh, in that same game, it's safe to assume that he would probably be sitting this week. Uh, Jerry Judy went down early in that Broncos game with a what looked we were all watching it uh, live that looked like a pretty serious knee or ankle injury when it happened it was non-contact while he's going downfield Uh, carted off the whole nine yards turns out it's a quote non-serious ankle injury Uh, it's a back of the ankle not an Achilles according to reports out of Denver yeah it's a very weird thing they're saying it's a it's a muscle back there or something so it's very odd and that he has a chance to play this week i highly doubt that um we've seen how this coach operates in offense so i don't really believe him when he talks injuries um <laughs> that's my little jab at 
Nathaniel. Um, yeah, I, I don't believe it. I don't think he plays. I think they're stupid to play him. Are you saying that Nathaniel can't hack it? He cannot no. hack it. I hate that. Put that away. Never use it again. Yeah. Uh, biggest receiver injury, uh, wide receiver injuries this week. Cooper Cup, high ankle injury uh, during the game. Originally, they said it wasn't that serious and he uh, wasn't going to require surgery. The latest report I read, they moved him to IR. He's going to need ankle surgery. Yeah, this is effectively a season ender with the ankle surgery. The the high ankles are normally, you know, that four or five week. But when you have the surgery, it goes up to, you know, five to eight, stuff like that. So he he's done your. I mean, maybe you get him back championship week. And are you really going to trust him right away? I, I, I don't know. Well, and they probably because they're probably not making the playoffs. They're probably not bringing him back. Yeah. You know, because right. why would you? I'd be surprised if we saw Cooper Cup in the actual NFL again this season. Hey, quick quick question. Did he get hurt last week and then that be okay and he played this week? Or was it two weeks ago he got hurt? No, he uh he got um in garbage time, he got uh Yeah, hurt like, like at the end of the game. And was that the was that before last week's? Was that the game just preceding last week or two weeks ago? I think that was Remember? just last week's. That's what I'm wondering, and if it was the same leg, blah blah blah. I don't know. All righty. Uh, Tyler, if you, I assume you're looking that up. Let's hit the two tight ends on this list. Uh, Dallas Goddard, I didn't I didn't write down his injury, but he's effectively uh, – oh, no, she was a shoulder injury that has him down for what – was what's that word? What's that term that they use? Well, they put him on IR, so he's out four. Yeah, but – Minimum. Oh, indefinitely? Yes, indefinitely. <laughs> uh, he's out indefinitely, uh, at least on IR for at least four. And then also Zach Ertz. Also on IR, but they, he has been ruled up for the season with a knee injury. Yeah. I mean, bad news bears for two tight ends that were, what, the, I want to say. The number best, three and number four tight ends. Yeah, the best two after Andrews and Kelsey. And here's the funny thing. Kelsey's the oldest and the most used so far this year. No injuries. And all the rest that were trying to claim his throne are either terrible, uh, Kyle Pitts, or uh, have gotten hurt. So really weird. Yeah, right. I mean, for the for the fantasy implications of this, I don't see a ton for that Arizona offense. Maybe um, Rondell Moore doesn't lose as much work when Hollywood comes back. You know, maybe he patrols the middle of the field a little bit more. For the Eagles, you know, downgrade Jalen Hurts a hair. Um, but you know, I, I think this just moves more towards the receivers here in this offense. Okay. I'm trying to think, do we got anything else that we need to go over? No, I think that's pretty much most. You know, of the you, you're the one that's supposed to tell us that not the other way around. I know, but I was also thinking about something else. So that was my ploy to, uh, finish that thought. Well, hopefully you guys would finish another thought. Let's you're go into my over under. And in case your ears are fucked, get the fuck out i feel like that was unnecessary tyler yep (laughs) sorry where where are we going to over under under ah uh that's that game (laughs) hello do you want to play a game
So, Tyler, I also wanted in this segment to get a quick uh, update on the dollar bets thus far this season from you. Yeah, so far on our dollar bets, including last week where we bet Tua versus Cousins straight up, and uh, I won that one with Tua. Uh, Rob has placed five bets total and is down $5. I never win. Uh, Blake has placed six bets and is up $1, and I've oh, placed yeah. nine bets, and I'm up $4. Hmm. All right. So, in in that spirit, since it's basically you two, you two versus each other, I guess, and I'm just kind of setting the lines here in the over under. Do you guys want to set just a dollar bet between you two on this on who who guesses more over unders? Right? Do you want to place anything on this? No, no. I'm already down five bucks. Okay. Well, I, I was gonna. I was. Gonna that was a terrible that. idea. I was gonna offer that before I uh, revealed who's up and who's down on this. Okay. Versus each other, Tyler is down three hmm. gotcha. across the season. Um, so last week you each uh, you got the same ones, same one wrong and the same two right because it was all based on my receivers. Um, George Pickens, I set the line at four catches. You both said over. He had two, yeah, or or three, something like that. Uh, it, was, it was under four. So you got, got that yeah, one wrong. That's all you need to know. Uh, Wanda Robinson was under 40 yards. He had 20. And Corbin Sutton was obviously, wait, wait, wait. He was over three and a half points. You were both wrong there. You guys didn't. You guys would not have hit the under on that one. That was silly. I must have wrote that written down. No, I believe, I believe we called you silly for setting it at three and a half points. We both guessed right. the over. Yeah, for some reason, oh. I wrote that one down wrong. So you st- I, I marked it green, even though the letter says you. So, you know, Blake is wrong and right at the same time, like always. There you go. All right. This week, I've got three receivers. Uh, arguably, three of the top three receivers under 25 in the NFL. Today's title is I'm Young and I'm Beautiful. Hmm. We've okay. got... Uh, we're going to set three receivers here. We're going to go over them. Jamar Chase is our first one. Jamar Chase is playing at Cleveland, coming off a bye. Three weeks before the bye, had seven targets, seven targets, and eight targets. So this week at Cleveland, is he going to be over under seven and a half tar- uh, catches? I think so, he'll be at zero, zero since he's still on, uh, still hurt. You're right. Yeah. Also, <laughs> uh, he's playing Pittsburgh this week. Cleveland what? was the week after he got hurt. Uh, oh shit! Oh, I fucked this up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, I am also going under. I think it'll be zero. <laughs> I think it'll be damn zero. It, yeah. Damn it! All right, hold up. Time out. Time out. Time out. Uh, since since he's the same age or same, uh, it falls in the same category. Let's do uh, T Higgins instead. Same. Okay. Team. We'll do with the T Higgins. Uh, let me. Let's do same thing. Over under seven and a half catches against um. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh against at Pittsburgh, yes. I'm going to say under. I'm also going to say under. He hasn't had more than seven catches yet this year. Yeah. He had, yeah, okay. He had seven the uh, week before the bye against Carolina. Oh boy, that is just <laughs> too funny. Yeah. I told, I fucking, I'm sitting at the bar. Oh, that's why. Sit at the bar right in my over-unders, and I just totally left my mind that Chase was on IR still. Oh, boy. Silly boy. All right. These next two, I guarantee, are not on IR. We've got... Beautiful. Justin Jefferson. I've got CeeDee Lamb. Okay. 
Okay. CeeDee Lamb is at Minnesota this week. Okay. Last week he went for eleven for eleven of fifteen for 150 yards and two touchdowns. And through the season, he's been over 80 yards three times. This week, does he go over under 85 yards? I say over. I think that's a pretty good line. Um, I'm going to take under, but I don't feel confident about it. I just think it's so hard to get to that 85-yard mark. All right, so I've got Tyler at under 85 and Robert over 85. Got it. Sure. All right. Lastly, I've got Justin Jefferson. To nobody's surprise. So I was looking at Justin Jefferson's uh, game log this year, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy scored a lot of points. Yeah. Um, what the hell do I even, you know, he's been over 100, like, I don't know, five, six times, something like that. So that's not really a fun line. Plus, we already had a yardage line. So I averaged his points in our mm-hmm. league. Through uh, nine games played, he averages 26 points per week. Gross. Which, let's just take a break. That's insane, first of all. Yeah. Um so, my line against Dallas, Vikings are playing at home, is Justin Jefferson over under 28 and a half points. Ooh. So, yeah, I mean, th- this really comes down to, is Justin Jefferson going to hit 100 yards? Because that's been kind of the disclaimer here. I don't think he does. Give me the under. <sighs> I'll take the over because this is the time of year that Dallas starts screwing up. And and the and their defense has been so good all year, and they let long plays go last year. They made Watson look like the next coming. Um, I think they blow it again. Call me Mister Pessimist, but I just feel it. So, give me the over. Any other betting thing related things you guys want to mention before we move into our transactions? No, no, I'm good. All right, so I don't think we had any trades in uh, interleague last week, so we'll just nope. go to our transaction list here and move from bottom up. I uh, had Russell Wilson added to Scary Terry for $0, as well as the Bengals defense for $0. He's dropping the bucks. Yeah, I think Russ is a good speculative ad, especially if he needed somebody this week. Uh, he's playing the – Russ is playing the hapless Raiders. So uh, this is definitely – if he can't come right here, he can't come at all situation. Yeah. All right, he got Juwan Johnson added for 0 dropping the Seahawks D to the Hogs. I thought that the Hogs had the best tight end of all time in Noah Fant, and he was going to lead the team in targets. Dude, Am I incorrect uh, about that? Tyler, that's probably the easiest $20 you've ever made. Yeah, I've done things. <laughs> um, for $0, Raheem Blackshear is added to Scary Terry as well, dropping Odell Beckham. Odell's not signed to any team just yet. Yeah, Terry's not making the playoffs, so it probably won't matter to him. Also, I uh, forgot to write that down. I think I had meant I was sitting at, at dinner and I was like, I was going to write something down in my news section. What the fuck was it? Totally lost it. Uh, I think it was that the Cowboys added Antonio Callaway, a former Browns receiver, fourth round draft pick, signed him today, still is, quote, the leading contender to signing Odell Beckham. 
I don't know if you guys have heard anything else about that or I did not hear opinions. Did not hear a word about that. Cool. Um, fun news that Blake knew that nobody else knew. That's probably a first. Uh, let's see. Fly Eagles Fly adds the commander's defense for a dollar. How much uh, fab do you have left there, Rob? Oh, that was it. <laughs> I knew you were getting low. Uh, let's yeah, see. The, the commies are playing Houston, then Atlanta. So this covers him for two weeks. Yep. Yeah, that's that's why I did it. And then we've got the the fun ad here. Um, or the fun, the fun bids. Christian Watson had a zero dollar bid from Fly Goes Fly. Good luck. <laughs> well, just in case, <laughs> uh, a fifteen dollar bid from Fantasy Reapers, and a twenty five bid from the corn uh, corn wieners got taken by me. The backdoor hot snakes at thirty six dollars. Um, I think I needed. This I needed an upside receiver with actual upside. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is obviously dead to the world, and he's in my IR. I would drop him if I had anybody else to put there. Uh, and Christian Rotson, you know, you can call it a dart throw, you can call it whatever you want, but I think he they're going to. And they even said this week they're continue to try to move the offense through him. So yeah, as I long as he stays healthy, dropped most of my remaining fab onto Watson. Yeah, that, that was going to be my only thing is 36 seemed high to me um, in all the leagues. I'm in the kind of 15 to 20 range was about right for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to go get your guy at this time of the year, fine, do do what you want. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. You know, I, I needed to get the guy that I, I needed uh, in another redraft league. I'm in. I think he went for about 37, something like that. So you know, I think the it was it was the mentality of if you need him, get him, do what you got to do to get him. So, yep. Uh, also, Keenan Allen. So I didn't realize Keenan Allen was on the waiver wire. Oh, yeah. Didn't realize it until I saw the offers report this morning. But Keenan Allen had a $15 bid by Shaka's. But oh, ultimately... hey, don't don't forget my $0 bid. Oh, yes. And your $0 bid. Don't worry. Anybody, nobody will going to forget about you. But ultimately taken by $45 to the Reavers. Yeah, holy shit. Talk about spending a lot of money. First, you're talking about, oh, this guy's only worth 15 and you throw a 45 spot. On Keenan, I'm never going to play this year, Allen. Yeah, so this number was determined by exactly one thing. I knew Blake needed receivers, and Blake had $44 worth of fab left. <laughs> and uh, and and I couldn't beat out anybody else, right? I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, the guys above me have, you know, either 100 of their fab left or like upper 90s. And so I'm like, okay, well, I have to beat out the, you know, under 50 guys. And to do that, I have to beat Blake. Blake was the you know highest I could beat, so oh, uh, that was the that was go. what why the forty five dollar bid. That's yeah. funny. I feel like you know a guy like Keenan Allen isn't on the waiver wire too often, and so again, you know, spending up to get him, I'm not too hurt about it. Yeah, didn't know he was there. Also, I probably wouldn't have even bid on him even if I knew he was there because all my roster is Josh Palmer and Mike Williams. So, yeah, also true. Like you need three headaches. Right. <laughs> all right. That's all we got for transactions. Uh, if you guys permit, let's fuck up some matchups. Uh, I permit. All right. Before we go into transactions, we do have. Hell, a... We already did transactions. Yeah. Do you mean before matchups? we go into matchups, I should say. There you go. That's better. Uh, we do have a new sponsor. Ah. Uh, you know, our, our, our business manager did send this one over. We, we did get dropped by a sponsor. 
um, a certain cider brand is no longer with us because, you know, of some some vulgar things that were said during the script. So I, I'm going to stick to the script on this one and make sure that, you know, we don't we don't uh, venture at all. Um, but, you know, the, the, we did find a new cider company to to replace uh, Cummins. And um, so th- this cider company is even even longer lasting than Cummins. Um, it was the original cider company, Dickens. Um, Dickens cider is, you know, the most fulfilling cider on the market today. And, you know, without Dickens cider, there wouldn't be any Cummins cider because Cummins stole the original recipe from Dickens. And, Mm. uh, you know, I just have a couple of, uh, what do you call them? Testimonials here. Um, Susie G in Palo Alto, who is a, uh, long haul trucker. Uh, she, she said, um, I make sure all my straps are tight. Then I get some Dick and cider before bed. You know, I think that's a, that's a great one. And then, you know, we, we hear from, uh, Stephen J in, uh, Monticello, uh, just said, I can't wait to get home and get some Dick and cider. So, you know, some, some strong words from the patrons there. I know Rob, you, you've tried some Dick and cider. What, what, what what do you think? Well, I mean, I like the way that they, uh, you know, allow you to drink it in different, uh, what do I want to say? Different quantities. You know, you can get a, in different apparatuses, you know, you can get a Dick insider bottle. Um, you can get a Dick insider can, you can get a Dick insider, uh, squeeze bag. Um, you know, however you like to get your Dick insider. Wow. And we all, well, you know, Blake's not a big cider guy, so we know that Blake's never gotten some Dick and Cider. But uh, just, you know, to finish off, um, Dick and Cider is hiring. Uh, you know, if you want to be a part of the Dick and Cider team, uh, they're looking for an official taste tester, uh, the Dick and Cider mouth. Uh, the official taste tecker, tester of Dick and Cider. And uh, yeah, ap- apply now. I know. And into the matchups we go. I don't have any words. <laughs> Go Bulldogs! Yeah, Bulldogs! Yeah, wow. Not so fast! Alrighty, our first matchup this week is going to be between the seven and three Kegerator versus the five and five Hedgehogs, an interdivisional matchup here. Um, I believe if I'm, I'm trying to get there, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Kegerator is currently the number one seed in the boxers division, with the Fighting Hedgehogs currently taking the number six or five seed, something like that. Yeah, currently Kegerator and Tubby are tied at seven and three, uh, and Kegerator has Tubby on points by um, about a hundred. So right now, definitely in the driver's seat. And I'll also note that really our league has shaken out to the point where um, there's really only seven teams left. Basically, if you're not five hundred right now, there's a you're a long shot to get in. Yeah, and what it, what is it? I think there's three different teams at five and five. Four different teams at five and five across the league right now. So there's a very contentious spot to get into that uh, number five and number six seed for the playoffs. All on points now. 
Yep. In this matchup, Kegerator, like we said, they are favored, being the better re- better record team, favored at 142 to 107. Uh, looks like the Hogs haven't totally fixed their lineup. They do have Chris Goddard no. on by down here. So And, and Goddard on IR. <laughs> All righty. So quarterbacks in this matchup, we've got Lamar Jackson against Carolina and Joe Burrow at Pittsburgh. That's for the Kegerator, then for the Hogs. I mean... Joe Burrow is better than he was the first game, but the first game of the year, he played like toilet against this team. Uh, and they do have Watt back. So that's a plus for Pittsburgh. And it's at home. Um, you I, you got to go Lamar. I'm sorry. And Burrow still doesn't have all of his guys back. Uh, unless you're Blake and you think that Jamar Chase is playing this week. Yeah. And I mean, and uh, Andrew should be back for Lamar as well. So that should help him. Yeah. And Carolina's not great. Already running backs, Austin Eckler against Kansas City and Alvin Kamara got shut down against the Steelers last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing the Rams this week for Keg versus Joe Mixon at Pitt and Tony Pollard at Minnesota for the, the Hogs. Yeah, I mean, this is a little bit tough just because, you know, we don't know what the Zeke situation is. We don't know if he's going to be back or if he's going to be back healthy. Um, for Mixon, obviously, we know that. Uh, Pittsburgh is not a good matchup for the running backs to play against. So, you know, I have some question marks there as far as Eckler and Kamara go. Um, the chiefs, you know, Eckler's really the only show in town right now for the chargers and, uh, the Rams are, you know, middle of the road. So give me Eckler and Kamara. Yeah. Uh, for those very same reasons, you're not sure what's happening with Pollard and Zeke. And like you said, Mixon's got a pretty crappy matchup against the Steelers. So, yep, Eckler, Camaro. All righty, receivers, we got Rondale Moore against, home against San Francisco and Stephon Diggs home against Cleveland for the Kegerator versus uh, A.J. Brown at Indy and Chris Olave against the Rams for the Hogs. So, boy, for me, you know, I want to go A.J. Brown and Olave, but I can't. Um, you know, we thought that, or at least I thought, with the redheaded uh, wonder – throwing the ball that Alave would be more consistent than he was under Winston. Uh, that hasn't really proved the case lately, though they have played teams that are very good uh, uh, defensively. Uh, give me more because I, I believe that in this game, um, he's going to, like Tyler talked in the, in the beginning of the show, that he's going to take more of that underneath stuff that Zach Ernst vacates. Um, and I like Diggs against Cleveland. So I'm going to go more in Diggs. Uh, Rob, have you looked at the weather in Buffalo? I have not. It's going to be snowy this week. Uh, between be- they have a they have an advisory in effect, heavy uh, lake effect snow between Thursday and yeah. Sunday at game time. Yeah. Uh, they are projecting four to six feet of snow oh, between Thursday and Sunday. So <sighs> obviously it becomes you know how heavy is it snowing at the start of the game? Are they going to be able to clear the field? Because it looks like the weather advisory goes away around noon. So. If all of a sudden you wake up Sunday and they're, they're clear in the field, they're like, ah, okay, it's, it's supposed to stop snowing. Fine. No problems with the game. Um, right. But, you know, as it stands right now, I am nervous about the weather in that game. So give me Brown and Olave. Yeah. I mean, hearing that, I'm going to assume that it's cleared before then. But obviously that would make a difference if you've got, if, if somehow, I mean, we're sitting here Wednesday, they don't really know for sure what's going to happen Sunday. It could be way gone before that, or it could just be in the middle of it by the time it kicks off. And then that would drastically change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if this, if this shit is still coming down uh, when the game is about to be played, I am 
Like, I think I'm benching everybody, right, from this Cleveland-Buffalo game. Like, what what do you do if you expect a foot I, of snow to come down during the game? I mean, I would I would play a running back because I have seen games that this has happened in, and it's almost impossible to tackle a runner because there's so much snow. He knows where he's going. You don't know where he's going, and it's really easy to break tackles. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would, I would still play my running backs, but – <laughs> you're not gonna you're gonna throw little wide receiver screens and hope you break a tackle. You're not throwing anything downfield if it's like that. So gotta love okay. winter. Yeah. So in the tight ends here, we've got Hayden Hurst at Pittsburgh for Kegerator. And then like you said, Dallas Goddard is on IR. Is yeah, let's just assume it's the newly acquired Juwan Johnson. Yeah, that's Juwan he Johnson. probably acquired him for that reason. So it's yeah, Johnson and Hurst. Uh, um, Juwan Johnson is playing the Rams, the law yeah. firm of Johnson and Hurst. There you go. Uh, this is just a super gross matchup. This comes down to which tight end scores, if either. Um, this is gross, but Juwan Johnson seems to be a favorite of Andy Dalton. So give me Juwan Johnson. Um, I mean, he really is. Um, I will say in the first game, Hurst got like eight targets against Pittsburgh. Um, I'm not afraid of a tight end against Pittsburgh, really. Uh, I'm more afraid of a running back. So, ugh. As, as of right now, Rob, um, Pittsburgh is the 21st ranked defense uh, or 21st best matchup against tight ends. So top top third. Yeah. Uh, they give up uh, a minus 1.3 points per game, not in our scoring system, but yeah. in other scoring systems. Um, so... They they are better than average against tight ends. Yeah, I didn't say they were terrible. I said I'm not scared of them. Yeah, they've uh, only they're, given they're, up. Uh, they've only given up four games all year with double digits to tight ends, and one of them was to Hayden Hurst. There, there, yeah, there you go. And one of them was Hayden Hurst. Of course, that was with other players, uh, you know, Jamar Chase and such available. So, <sighs> I'm going to lean the guy that's done it longer. Give me Hurst. Than the okay. converted dude. Uh, flexes, we've got Devonta Smith and Michael Carter for the kegerator versus Paris Campbell and an empty spot here for the Hogs. An insert player here. I mean, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, there's there's a bunch of different options here on this bench. I mean, Matt Collins. I don't, I I don't said, think you could play many pass catchers against Denver. Um, because their defense is really, really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're looking at Henderson, you're looking at like a flyer on Duvernay if you want to try to take away some of Lamar's stuff. Yeah. E- either way, let's just say it's not good. But on the flip side, I hate Michael Carter this week. New England is awesome, uh, best in the league at stopping the run. Um, so I don't have much faith in him, and I think Zach Wilson's gonna make a ton of mistakes. Now, maybe that opens up the pass passing work a little bit more for Carter. So, as it stands right now, I'm really looking at Smith versus Campbell and give me Smith. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to lean Smith and Carter. Um, you know, Campbell has been – is is a much better play now that um, the Iceman's back. But, yeah, it's the, – the choices are not that great um, for Hogs. So, I, I got to go Smith and Carter. All right, defenses, we've got the Jets at New England and the Bur- – Broncos against the Raiders. I mean, both are good. The Broncos are very 
a very good defense, and the Raiders have turned the ball over. And the Jets, they got the sauce, man. And New England it doesn't exactly not turn the ball over. So I like them both, but I'll lean the Broncos a little bit. I'm, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go okay. Jets for upside here. There you go. Ah, I was leaning Broncos as well. So there you go. I mean, they're they're really close. I was going to say that Broncos would be your floor. They were they're going to for sure give you points. The Jets do have uh, a higher upside, but also could not do anything. All right, so let's go, Rob. You and I let's let's look through the kegerators bench here. Is All right, let's see that we're looking at changing. Um, I mean, I I probably would get Deontay Johnson in there, um, instead of Michael Carter, just because of the of what Tyler's saying that New England's really good at running the ball. You're hoping you just get a bunch of dump off passes. I don't think you can just depend on that and and a, maybe a lucky falling touchdown. I'd rather go for Deontay Johnson. Um, I mean, Dotson's back. Is he going to be a thing? I, mean, I don't know. He, he hasn't was, played for a while. He was technically back last or on Monday as well. Uh, he had one for one for fourteen okay. at, at Philly. Okay, and, and teams and teams generally don't pass. I was on just going to say, yeah, Houston's a, a run funnel. So, I, Deontay's the only guy I think about if you if you don't want to have Carter in there. Alrighty, um, I do think obligatorily uh, you should start Carr this week over, <laughs> over Lamar. I mean, he's uh, playing Denver, and Denver sucks <laughs> on defense. We already d- talked about that. Not really. For the record, no, I don't think you should start Carr this week. It's just Nate would give me shit if I didn't tell him. That's to. true. True. All right, Tyler, the Hogs. We kind of talked about what because they're you know got they got holes at tight end and a flex. What else are we looking at on this bench? Yeah, I fucking hate it, but you might have to play Devin Duvernay this week. Um, he's, you know, really their only wide receiver option, and Carolina's not really going to stop anybody uh, through the air. So, and they're actually okay against tight ends, but man. Oh, and, and here's the thing he's going to be playing from behind regardless of who he puts in to replace Goddard. Well, we know we're pretty sure there, but who he puts in at flex, you may as well put in Duvernay and say, hey, Lamar, any of those long touchdowns you want to throw Duvernay? I get points too. Let's do it. Right. Why not? All righty. So let's go ahead and take this matchup, guys. All right. You want me to roll or you got it? Uh, my dice are at home. So. Okay. I, I'm rolling. Uh, we are going to do – we're going to go halvesies this time. Last week was a 20. This week, this week's a 10. Uh, let's go ahead and do dice first. All right. The dice, a solid three. It's going to be the keg then? The keg, yes. I'll follow him. Keg. Yeah, I'm going to have to follow a suit as well. Yeah, I'll make it a queen sweep. All right. All right. So, Tyler, before we go into our next one, how did we do on our pickums last week? Oh, well, uh, outside of the dice, we went a total of 14 and one. Wow. And the one loss was me bet. me betting on Rob, which was just a mistake in and of itself. <laughs> I told you. Uh, oh, and the dice see. went two and three. Oh, and with that, with last week, um, we have uh, our first podcast host to make 200 correct picks. Uh, Rob, would you like to give a speech? Oh, you know, at least there's one thing I can do right in fantasy is picking who can win or lose. I can't win. I can only lose, but I can pick it. So yay for me. So. Even, even get the music up to play off before you uh oh, before you sorry. cut off. <laughs> oh, I was I was too quick. I'm sorry. So so Rob and I went uh five and zero. Oh, you went four and one. Correct. Yeah. 
Not Hell bad. Yeah. Dude, that, that's like what the second, maybe third time that I've gone five and zero and uh pickums this whole time. Uh I will say Rob is yeah. on a 10 pick undefeated streak. Really? I gone five and zero last two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. Wow. I don't think I've ever sure. done that before. And considering how terrible we started out this year, it was like yeah. impossible to pick to get a, a 10 and 0 spot. Uh, now you put the pressure on me this year or this this weekend. Sorry. Yeah, with this 10, 10 pick winning streak, Rob is actually above his historic average. Ooh. The rest of us are below. All righty. So our next matchup, as fitting, is the Fly Eagles Fly okay. hosting the Scary Terry Eagles Fly are at two and eight. Terry's at three and seven. This oh. matchup is currently projected 50 50, 124. Eagles fly to 122.3. Oh, you should probably Very refresh good. that. Should I? Yeah. God, I, I just pulled this up like not that long ago. two hole oh you're right i needed to refresh it's because i took Pittman out you fucking asshole you i I was right the first time you were that's the first this this matchup is projected within 1.7 points as as it should be for two of the three worst teams yeah and we should also fly through this because neither of these teams are relevant (laughs) thanks thanks for that uh we got at least we get this is probably the last week of us talking about every team before we just go into just relevant teams i would say well once we're once teams are eliminated but see they won't be playing each other so you won't get to do that yet right anyway quarterbacks in this matchup we just have we've got Dak prescott at minnesota versus terry with russell wilson against the raiders oh no i think it's easy Dak. here i don't know why you're i don't want to do it I don't want to go with the dumpster man. I don't, I don't want to let's ride. I don't think this is easy. I I think, like I said, with, with uh, Denver's passing offense, this is a, if you can't come right here, you can't come at all game. And I think they can, Uh, their schedule opens up after this. So I'm going to go Russ by a hair. Oh, by the way, I almost picked up Russ this week to be a, a meanie. No, I I think it's Dak Prescott against Minnesota, who's going to be throwing the ball. It's Dak easy. That it's that Cowboys offense easy peasy, especially coming off in a, a rebound game after getting embarrassed by in in uh, Green Bay. They're they they they're going to have to do something here. And I fuck we haven't seen it yet this year with uh, the Denver offense in general, so I would not put any faith in it. Running backs, Eagles fly has Donta Foreman at Baltimore and Brian Robinson Jr. at Houston versus Terry with David Montgomery, Jesus Christ, (laughs) at Atlanta and Antonio Gibson at Houston. All right, so, I mean, this matchup becomes very easy to pick because, uh, you know, you basically go David Montgomery versus Donta Foreman. Um, With Herbert out of the backfield, give me Montgomery against Atlanta. Um because I think they're going to be able to run a more traditional offense. I don't think Fields is going to like have over a hundred yards rushing this week, that sort of thing. 
You want to talk um, about that? Uh, fields at 100 yards rushing. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, and uh, and then it comes down to who you think is going to do better between Gibson and Brian Robinson. Um, I'm going to go with the guy that gets more of the rushing work in Brian Robinson, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was Gibson. So give me Montgomery and Gibson. Yeah, I. You look at these names and everything. It's like, oh, what a gross matchup! I actually, this is an, an entertaining running back matchup for fantasy purposes, uh, surprisingly. And I, I'm leaning a Fields pick more towards Foreman and Robinson Jr. here. Um, receivers. We've got T. Higgins at Pittsburgh and Gabe Davis against Cleveland in that potential snow game for Eagles Fly versus. Debo Samuel at Arizona and DJ Moore at Baltimore for Terry. Oh God. Uh, Terry has just all the receivers who are gross this year, who you drafted and thought they were going to be. <laughs> yep. Right. Sure. Does. Um, as it stands right now, give me Higgins and Davis. Obviously Rob might have a decision to make if it is that snow game, but as it stands now, give me those two. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's an easy filter in if, you're, if you need to bench your Buffalo pass catchers here for Rob. Uh, tight ends, we got George Kittle at Arizona versus Pat Frymuth against Cincinnati. Yeah, George Kittle playing uh, Arizona, who doesn't actually know what a tight end is, doesn't know that they line up on the field. Uh, so give me Kittle here, easy. And I would go as far to say, uh, as far to guarantee a touchdown for George Kittle this week. Um, let's see, would you, I would, I'd venture to agree with you, but I'm just looking at comparing some scores here. How close did you think we would be with, with, uh, Kittle doubling up whatever fire Muth scores fantasy wise mm. this week? Mm. Um, rather than double up, I will give you, uh, seven and a half points. Okay. If you want to take that, cause that would be, cause obviously a fire Muth goes for like 13, then I'm not super confident that he's going to double up. Yeah. I think, you know, but yeah. So are we dollar betting that one too? I mean, I don't, I, we don't need to. I just wanted that as a, as a point of conversation. Oh no. I forgot the uh, cash register sound. Well, cha-ching. <laughs> All right, I did it. Well, now we have to dollar bet it, Blake. Well, what are we dollar betting? Uh, Kittle, uh, Kittle pl- uh, minus seven and a half over. Yes. 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 Yeah. Fine. I'll take that. All right, I'm either making or losing money. That's how oh, that I, I really want you to make money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got the flex positions next. We've got uh, Damian Pierce against Washington and Isaiah Pacheco at the Chargers for the Eagles fly. Almost said the Reapers. Yeah. Um, Darnell Mooney at Atlanta and Juju Smith-Schuster potentially not playing through that concussion uh, at the Chargers as well. Yeah, Pearson Pacheco, kind of an interesting dichotomy here. A guy that, in Pierce, that has had all the work in, against a really good defense or against a good rush defense versus Pacheco, who hasn't had all the work uh, against Chargers, who are run funnel. Um, but I I like Pacheco to have a big game here. Um, I You know, Darnell Mooney could be totally fine. It's just a matter of who scores the touchdowns because uh, I think they're going to score through the air. Um, and then for Juju, yeah, I mean, if he plays, cool. And he should be, you know, he should be, you know, back up in the teens. Um, but as it stands right now, well, okay. If, if Juju plays, give me Mooney and Juju, but I have low confidence that he plays. 
Yeah, yeah I'm going to take with confidence Damian Pierce and Pacheco, I think. Um, as a CEH owner in Dynasty, his, uh, what, two carries for one yard last week was super disappointing. Yeah, uh, He's basically, he's all but phased out of this offense. McKinnon gets more work than he does. Um, and I yeah, did. He's, he, he's droppable in redraft. Yeah. I, I almost dropped in this week, but I took away one of the pickups I was going to do. I all are. I also heard today that they were in the people who wanted to pick up, you know, Benjamin. Correct. Yeah, they were. Which also as a dynasty owner of CEH is like, why didn't you trade him? Why? Right? Why? Why would you not trade a guy who you're obviously going to put behind everybody else? Right. Doesn't make any sense to me. Alrighty. Uh, Commanders defense at Houston for Eagles fly versus the Bengals defense at Pittsburgh for Terry. Scary Terry. Wow. This is, um, this is really close. I'm banking this on the uh, fact that Chase Young should be back for the commanders. Uh, Give me the commanders against Houston, but both defenses could put up two scores potentially. Yeah. Basically for me, it's a defense who's scored points on the season and, Versus defense who hasn't really. Uh, both of good matchups, so yeah, it's commanders. Okay, Tyler, let's run through Scary Terry's bench here. They, well, about half of it is buys. So what else, what, what can what can Terry do? Yeah, I mean, it looks to me like if, um, I mean, if Juju's out, you have to put Najee back in. And it's super gross, and uh, I'm sorry, and you're going to lose that matchup at that point. So, I mean, I guess you could do Kenyon Drake if Gus Edwards is, I I guess I'm assuming Gus Edwards is going to be healthy. If he isn't, obviously Kenyon Drake is in no matter what, but if Gus Edwards is healthy, Carolina is bad against the run. I mean, you might be able to get work out of Drake too. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Let me propose this to you. If, if Juju plays, I'm just trying to look at some uh, point comparisons here. Do you look at starting or benching Antonio Gibson and maybe throwing Najee Harrison? If Juju plays? Yes. No. No. I'd rather have Gibson. Okay. All right, Rob. What do you got? What's your bench? What's your lineup thoughts? I mean, my lineup thoughts are I've got two spots I'm not sure of. I'm not sure of Pierce, though he has proved against really good um, defenses that he gets the action and still comes through. Um, so I, I would hate to take him out, but we've already talked about how Washington's a, a funnel defense. They, they stop the run. They want you to pass. Um, and then, so that that's a doubt of mine. And then Gabe Davis, obviously with the, with the snow, um, you know, do I put Pittman in? I, I don't necessarily like Pittman against the Eagles. So I don't know. I'm not playing Dylan Allaire, Gordon. Drake London's interesting, but not interesting enough to depend on unless he scores a touchdown. He hasn't done shit all year. Jalen Warren's kind of interesting, depending about the Najee situation, but I think it's he's a week early. So I don't know. I got things to think about. Yeah, I mean, you could look at Skoranek. He gets he gets targets and like even when uh Cooper Cup was in. Now with him out, those car- targets have to go somewhere. I mean, what was it like? Forty-five percent of yeah. 
uh, passing targets went to Cooper Cup. Those have to be spread that around is, to the rest of the receivers. That is absolutely incorrect. There is no way. Like 30% is border, not absurd. Like 40% is an absurd number of targets. So, no, he for sure wasn't at 40. I don't know. Do you do you have the numbers, Stat Monkey? Oh God, I, <laughs> I, 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 I will say that I did, you know, I did take a peek at Higby and going double tight in this week, like I did last week. Because with Cup gone, Higby got eight targets last week and caught all of them and, you know, did pretty decent. Um, so maybe I put him in a flex spot. I don't know. I Yeah. Higby's probably your most consistent, uh, like, replacement or, I guess, person who's going to step in the most, most consistently for Cooper Cup being down than all the rest. But it does upgrade all the other pass catchers for oh, sure. the Rams. Oh, sure. Uh, oh, by guess. the way, Blake Cooper Cup was thirty four percent. Okay, I, I mean I was I was exaggerating with 40, 45. Yes, yes. My heart, my heart wanted to say forty. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think if a receiver ever got to like a forty five percent target share, it would legitimately be like, why aren't people triple teaming, quadruple teaming this guy? Like, right. But still, thirty four percent for yeah. a single receiver is insane. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go ahead and take this one, Tyler. Um, oh boy, I was on a different page entirely because you made me do work. Uh, yeah. give me, uh, give me fly, Eagles fly, Rob. Uh, because I need this win, and to win and tie, um, him would keep me from getting into last place. Uh, I'm going to lose, so give me Terry. Oh, and also I lied. I was looking at receptions. He's at 35% or whatever I said. On targets, he's at 31, even lower. Okay. But you suck even more. <laughs> eh, I honestly don't care. So shut up. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles fly and then Rob, what did the dice say? Dice, get a six. We're even All right, splits. So we're, we're splits here. Man, Perfect. Splitsies. There you go. All right. Uh, yeah, I just don't have any confidence in my team after eight weeks of losing. <laughs> Our next matchup is even a more depressing one. It's the Testicle Tees hitting at one and nine, hosting Ooh. the Here's Tubby at seven and three. Currently, Tubby is projected to win 134 to 108. And Let's... yeah, uh, Nick only has his defense in that's on a bye. Oh, he'll have to pick another one up, evidently. Yeah. All right. Quarterbacks here, we got Daniel Jones against Detroit for T versus Jalen Hurts at Indianapolis for Tubby. Yeah, I mean, this is Jalen Hurts easy, but Daniel Jones does have a good matchup. He could keep it close. Yeah, um, in fact, that's almost exactly what I was going to say. Um, you know, the Eagles did show a little a little um, dent in the armor, since I can't say that other word anymore, um, you know, against the commanders. So, yeah, it's going to be close. I still think Hurts. Um, but both of them can run the ball, and who knows? Yeah, uh, I was disappointed that I had no comments on my nickname change in Dynasty. So we'll oh, just leave it I, at that. Um, I will tell you, I will give you this. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> a, is better than the old one. And instead of, like, uh, most other nicknames that, like, try to use the name of the person as a funny, like like yours, you use his nickname and change it a little bit. But you completely made up a new thing, and I thought it was good. So there you <laughs> go. I like that. 
Um, all right, running backs. We've got in the same game, Jamal Williams at the Giants and Dalvin Cook against Dallas. For T versus James Conner against San Francisco and Josh Jacobs at Denver. Hooey. Okay, so I I hate the Connor and Jacobs matchup. Both San Francisco and Denver are good on defense. Um, I hate those. I love the Cook Dallas matchup. What what did Dallas do? Um, they or what did Dallas do like two weeks ago to try to shore up the interior of that line? They signed um, Jonathan Hankins, and it didn't work. And they gave up all kinds of yardage to Green Bay. Um, you know what? Dalvin Cook could have a really good game against them. We're, we are not stopping the run, uh, that being Dallas. And Jamal Williams, all he does, what is he scored a touchdown like every week, but two maybe this year? Um, give me Williams and Cook, believe it or not. Yeah, the um, yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit more optimistic about Dallas's run defense than you are, uh, but I, I couldn't have said it better on Connor, Jacobs, and Williams. So give me Williams and Cook for sure. There you go. All right. Uh, Jam- or Jamal Williams has scored a touchdown in five of nine weeks played. Oh, so that's like seven of the nine, right? What? It's, it's like 45%. Yeah, you're right. That's how math works. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, Rob, I'm Rob right. what you're thinking of is he has <laughs> is he has nine touchdowns in nine games. Okay, but, fine. That works. But it's yeah, he has a couple of two touchdown games. Whatever. It's average. Receivers here. Uh, sticking with Detroit, we've got Amon Ross St. Brown also against the Giants, and we've got Adam Thielen. Interesting, Nick. Uh, we've got running back uh, Detroit, Minnesota's, and then his starting receivers also Detroit, Minnesota. That's Amon Ross St. Brown and Adam Thielen versus mm-hmm. Tubby with Devontae Adams and Brandon Ayuk. You know, it, it's honestly surprising to me that this team for Nick is one and nine. I Who could have seen this coming? Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is Adams Ayuk fairly easily. I, I do think Ayuk has a little bit of a down game. Cause I think Kittle has a huge, huge game, but he's been, you know, in the teens all, but a couple of weeks, um, and Thielen. So you're, you're almost guaranteed that Ayuk beats Thielen. And then it comes down to Adams versus the sun God. And that could be closer than you'd expect, but I, I just don't see the, uh, I, I don't know. Denver's defense is really, really good, but Adams is Adams. Even against Denver earlier this year, you put up 24. So, yeah, agree 100%. Ayuk is not going to do what he did last week because uh, Kittle was kept in more to block. He only had one catch for 21 yards. He That's not going to happen against Arizona. Um, so, he will take some of that away, but Adams is Adams. Um, you know, Giants are a decent pass defense, um, but, you know, Sun God, Sun God, but. I, I don't think it's going to be a Thielen thing. I think it's going to be Jefferson. And I think that the other receiver that's going to get work is, can't remember his name, but 17. I don't think it's Thielen that's going to do well against Dallas. I think it'll be Jefferson in 17, whatever, whoever that is. AJ Osborne. Thank you. Osborne. Already, uh, we, we, have the, we have the reverse things where you know all their name or you know all their numbers and can point them out while they're on the TV. And right. <laughs> meanwhile, if you say the number, I can say the name, but I yeah. can't put it. I can't do it the other way. You can tell me their name and I know their number. Right. It's ridiculous. Yes. I could see him and I just couldn't come up with his name. All right. So talk about our tight ends. We've got Cole Komet at Atlanta for T and we've got TJ Hawkinson against Dallas for Tubby. 
Ooh, so when I said KJ Osborne, I forgot about Hawkinson being on that damn team. Uh, that could be another big thing. Um, boy, and Kemet's yeah. just been hot. Hawkinson two games in a row with, or his last two games with the Vikings, nine of nine for seventy and seven of ten for forty-five. Yeah, I mean, so he's going to get consistent targets. Um, yeah, completely forgot about that. Screw Osborne, Hawk. Uh, is going to get work against Dallas, and Dallas cannot cover him. Sorry, Dallas. Um, even though I like Komet, give me Hawkinson here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's just a matter of whether uh, Chicago wants to kind of try and see if they can do other things rather than just you know throw to Komet in the end zone um, against a bad Atlanta defense. Give me. Give me Hawk, but it would not surprise me if Komet outscores him and is now uh, NBA Jam rules on fire. Right. Yeah, right. And Hawkinson breaks the leg again in his first play. That'd be cool. All right, bang through our flexes here. We've got Cordero Patterson against Chicago and Allen Robinson at New Orleans for T versus Peoples Jones at Buffalo and Darius Slayton against Detroit for Tubby. Yeah, we've talked about it ad nauseum. Peoples Jones, same thing. Snow game. He's great if he's in there. Otherwise, who knows? Uh, Patterson, great, great matchup here Mm -hmm. against Chicago. Allen Robinson, not a great matchup, but who knows, you know, who's going to, like Blake said, who's going to take those 45% of targets. Uh, And Darius Slayton (laughs) has a really good matchup. As it stands right now, give me Patterson and Robinson. Yeah, I give it an edge to them just because of the up and down nature of Slayton. You know, he has a crazy game where you're like, Oh my God, I need this guy on my team. And then he disappears. Um, and the volatility of people's Jones and the weather there. So I agree. So for the defenses here, we've got either T with a streaming option at defense or the Eagles. What do you think is going to win here, Tyler? I think wow, that, <laughs> that doesn't make the transition worse at all. Uh, I mean, for me, I'm going to take the Jags on a bye. Can't give up any points if you're not playing anybody. Give me the Jags. Oh, yeah. 100% true. Take the Eagles. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tyler, go through the T's bench. What can he do other than the fucking defense issue he's got? Yeah, so you're obviously not playing Eno Benjamin with him just being on a new team. Uh, Greg Dulcich, I really feel like he has to be in your lineup here somewhere. Um, whether you... For me, I think Thielen is maybe the guy out here. Uh, over and you move Robinson up. Yeah. Um, let's see. Swift, I get why you're not playing him. Giants are really good against the run. Uh, outside of that, yeah. So, so I would move Dulcich in, dealing out. How do you feel about the rostering three tight ends move that Nick's doing right now? I mean, when you've had a problem for so long with tight ends, I get it, but um, I mean, you now have Komet, who's borderline on fire, and Dulcich, who's you know, the up and coming tight end who hasn't shown anything to not give you confidence. So the third one is the question mark for me. Uh, yeah. Gerald Everett sitting there. Yeah. Yep. And that's a new pickup because I just dropped him last week. Yeah. I mean, already. So uh, Rob, what about Tubby? I mean, Tubby's not changing quarterback. Herbert's been sort of disappointing, even though God, it would be a thing if he all of a sudden got some people back and played against Kansas city on Sunday night. Um, that might be a pretty, pretty matchup, but as it sits, no. Um, and the rest of these, you can't do anything with, I mean, I guess 
you know, if if Mark Andrews is cleared before the week is over, and uh, I, I guess if he's cleared, I'm just taking people's Jones out regardless of the weather situation, and I'm putting Andrews in as in my flex. Yeah. That's so if if that's the case, and you're between Hawkinson and Chase Claypool for a flex spot. Which one are you going with there? I'm playing, I'm playing Hawkinson. Yeah, are you? I, I, I yeah. agree with Hawk. Yeah. I I think somebody on this Bears receiving core is going to have a big game, and I think it could be Claypool. It could be. I, but... I think I would place a bet on Sportsbook on Claypool. I don't think I would place a bet on my fantasy lineup with Claypool. Correct. I put a quarter down on Claypool to do something, but I'm not going to put it on my team. Yep. Uh, you did, did, did you guys listen to the ballers today? Because there is a t- touchdown guaranteed by Andy. Uh, well, for Claypool. even better. Yeah. Well, oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, right. Let's take this matchup here. Uh, dice first. The dice say a two. That's going right. to be Tubby. Yeah, Tubby. And, I, and I agree. Tubby. Rob? Tyler? Oh, I, yes. Tubby. Fuck it. I'm going testicle T. Oh, God. Tubby. Tubby has bad matchups up and down. Uh, so you know what? This is one where when you see all of like the all of the red numbers in the matchup column, it just gets scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for selfish reasons and playoff aspirations, I would love it if Tubby lost just for oh, the, the I would love it. it. I would love it because I would love the chaos that would ensue when Rob is two and what? Two and nine. Testicle T's two and nine. And it now becomes a three way race to the finish. To see who gets renamed. God. I'm switching mine to T then. <laughs> Too late. All right. Let's get into our next matchup. It is the five and five Iowa corn wieners versus the five and five backdoor hot snakes. Currently, this matchup is favored towards the snakes, 131 to 128. Oh, wow. Quarterbacks in this matchup, we've got the Wieners with Kirk Cousins against Dallas. They're playing at home versus Josh Allen, like we said, up in <laughs> Buffalo against Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I don't – just on their own, Kirk Cousins doesn't have the best matchup. I mean, Dallas isn't a great matchup for quarterbacks. Um, Josh Allen has a good matchup, but in a potential weather thing, God bless. Obviously, like we said the whole time, if they play and it's not a big thing, this is Josh Allen. If it's a monsoon blizzard, then you you better off taking Cousins. Yeah, it's close enough for me that even if, you know, even if it's not going to snow heavily during the game, if it's going to be like slick on the field or something like that, I'll, I'll take Cousins over Allen. You know, like if they have one of those, um, you know, when like because uh, I assume up in Buffalo, they have the things under the turf to keep it hot or warm and melt sure, the snow. Not? But if it if it's one of those where it's freezing just as quickly and it's creating a little bit of ice on there to make it slick, then I'm I'm gonna take cousins. Alrighty. Running backs. Uh the Wieners have Aaron Jones against Tennessee and Ramondre Stevenson against the Jets versus the Snakes. I've got Derrick Henry at Green Bay and Devin Singletary against Cleveland in the same game as Josh Allen. Yeah, that's the paddling. Give me give me the Yeti and Singletary. Yeah, I agree. It's both. It's Henry and Singletary, and we already talked about how, you know, snow or not, it does favor the running game. So, I I, I like both of them. Yes. All righty, receivers: Justin Jefferson against Dallas, and Alan Lazard against Tennessee for the Wieners versus my Joshua Palmer against KC and Cortland Sutton against Cortland Sutton against the Raiders. Jesus. 
<laughs> yeah. All, all three non-superstar receivers have plus to plus plus matchups. Obviously, Jefferson doesn't have a great matchup, but he's Justin fucking Jefferson. So who cares? Right, right. Um, So, I mean, it's going to be Jefferson and Lazard. I really couldn't tell you between Sutton and Lazard who's going to have the better game. Um, I, I think Sutton gets a lot of work against Vegas. I do too. Um, and Lazard's on Thursday night, and we all know how I feel about that. Right. And, and, I, th- and I think Palmer still does well, even if Allen or any of these people come back. Um, Palmer has been the de facto number one for the past couple weeks. Um, so I actually like Palmer and Sutton um, You know, for a really good floor and a, d- a decent work. But yeah, I think actually out of these four, Lazard's the worst to me because it's Thursday and because the emergence of um, Christian or whatever, Watson, Watson, Christian Watson. See, yeah. I had I had a part of it right. Yeah, I think Lazard's the worst here. Okay, uh, tight ends. We got Tyler Conklin at New England, and we've got Dalton Schultz at Minnesota. Yeah, no thanks on Conklin. Give me Dalton Schultz here. Yeah, Conklin's so up and down. You don't know when you can trust him. So give me Schultz. Julio, Flex, Curtis Samuel at Houston, and Josh Jacoby Myers against the Jet, Jets. Jeez, I'm losing it, guys. I'm breaking the Jets. down. The Jets. Um, versus the Snakes, I've got Gus Edwards against Carolina and Christian Watson. Oh, the uh, aforementioned Christian. Thursday night. Yeah, this is this is really bad. Both Curtis Samuel and Jacoby Myers, not stud receivers with bad matchups. No thank you. Uh, give me Gus Edwards and Christian Watson. Yeah, I'll have to go with that. Um, yeah, just you just got to hope that Edwards plays, which I assume he's going to. Things look positive in that direction. So, yeah, Edwards Watson. Defenses, Wieners has the Cardinals against San Francisco. Uh, Cardinals are at home. And then I've got the Cowboys at Minnesota. Well, other than the fact that the Cardinals give up crazy everything to tight ends, they have been a very good defense. Um, so I think they will be able to turn over Garoppolo here and there. But the Cowboys have such a tasty matchup. I don't care how much yards you give up or if you give up long bombs to Jefferson. The fact that you have statue Kirk Cousins who will take a strip sack that you can take to the house and maybe get a pick six when he throws it stupidly to somebody um, that he's trying to not get sacked from. Yeah, uh, give me the Cowboys real easy here. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and mark me down for Micah Parsons two plus sacks. That's going to be in a same game parlay at some point this week. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'll tell you. All right, guys, why don't you break down the corn wieners bench and their options here? Yeah, I mean, if you really wanted if you wanted to see your options, um, I don't hate Rodgers against Tennessee on Thursday night, you know, versus the Kirk Cousins play. Um, I for me it's six of ones, half dozen of the other. Um, outside of that, with, with Elijah Mitchell, that that's been an interesting situation. Last week, uh, oh, he yeah. got more. Yeah, he got more work than Christian McCaffrey in the run game. Now, Christian McCaffrey got more work, more snaps overall, more touches overall, et cetera. But they want to use Elijah Mitchell in the run game, and Arizona is not a good run defense. So I think I would have him in over one of those flex receivers. I think I would have Nico Collins in versus Washington over one of those flex receivers. And uh, yeah, so I think... I think for me, it's you put in Nico Collins, you put in Elijah Mitchell, and you think about Aaron Rodgers. So, Sam, why don't you go ahead and just set your lineup worse next time so we can talk about it more? Yeah, um, I don't have much to add. Uh, I know Blake said you guys, not just Tyler, talk about that that bench. Um, but I agree with everything you said. I would I would think about Rodgers, and 
Nico Collins, I would think about, but I would 100% put in Elijah Mitchell over Curtis Samuel. Um, I don't know why Sam has kept him in his lineup forever. Maybe because his Samuel is his last name. Um, but I would totally take him out um, against Houston and put Mitchell in. Who, first game back, 80-some yards. Come on, give me a break. All right, and then on my side, I mean, there's really two things here. There's two players on my bench. Um, if Mike Williams, we'll see how practice goes the rest of this week. Um, it's I'm going to need a lot of certainty after Friday going into Sunday morning to get him into this lineup, and he might replace Josh Palmer. Uh, I don't really want to start two receivers from the same team at that point, but like I said, I need a lot of assurances. And then uh, George Pickens, I mean, he had a not a ton of receiving work last week, but got a rushing touchdown, had scored me decent fantasy points out of the flex position, and that will be determined on, you know, how much starting uh, reporting comes out about Gus Edwards. I think Christian Watson is locked into my lineup here for Thursday night. So I'm not saying you should put him in, but what are your thoughts on uh, Van Jefferson now so, that yeah, yeah yeah I mean do you think do you do you do you toy with it getting a week ahead of the you know what could be? I I don't think I'm in a position where I because Van Jefferson could very well throw me you know between zero and two points out there even with sure. Cooper Cup gone sure. I don't need to get I don't need to throw in that bomb for the upside. I'm going to wait and see how they use him with Cup gone in his first week and then kind of see how we how I utilize him going forward. That's what I figured. That's why I said I don't I don't wouldn't necessarily put him in, but I wanted to see what your thought was. So cool. Yep, and and I have him in Dynasty as well. I'm kind of I he might be leaning a little bit more towards being started in Dynasty, but I'll probably go with the same philosophy there. Oh, by the way, uh, back to corn wieners real quick before we make picks. I love the corn wiener um his little strategy of having a bench spot open. I think that's uh, a winning strategy. <laughs> yeah, who needs that extra roster spot? Yeah, we yeah. don't need to pick anybody up. Why pick up a free guy just for giggles? Leave it open, just in case. Uh, who's first tier? Is it Tyler? Sure, why not? I think it's Tyler. Yeah, he hasn't gone first yet. You're going to have to give me a second on that. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to roll while you're No, because No, because the dice went first last time. I, I rolled just so I knew who would be picking or who they It's Tyler's turn, then Rob's, then Well, then so Rob's. here's the thing. It's yeah. just going through here, and I was looking for a very specific sound from a movie oh. in 2006. And, uh, a 2006 ask me movie? about my winner. Give me the winners. Wow. Oh, my. Okay, Rob. Uh, you know what? Ugh. See, this all hinges on the weather game because who's your backup quarterback? There no, ain't one. Don't, don't have one. So you would have to play like uh, – I would probably well, have to, I don't, you know, probably I don't have to pick up Mar Jared Goof. No, or Marietta, Mariota, whatever. Who I don't mind this week. God dang. You know what? Come I'm going to take, take the snakes. All right, I'm going to take the snakes. And what did the I, dice say? Oh, I picked up what the dice said. Oh, you idiot. I think it was a five. And I rolled a seven anyway, so seven. We're a split there as well. Oh, boy. There you go. Woo. All righty, going into our final matchup of da, this da, week. Da. The Hawaiian Shockers have held on to the Commissioner's Cup and been undefeated. They are 10-0 and 0 this year. Uh, losing Cooper Cup facing probably we've said this three times now potentially their uh, 
toughest matchup. The Fantasy Reapers with a unintimidating record at five and five. So yeah. got 10 and 0, 5 and 5. Currently, the Reapers are favored 153 to 145. Yep. Shakas have Pat Mahomes at the Chargers versus Justin Fields at Atlanta for the Reapers. All right. So I'm going to go Mahomes here. As we've seen the last two weeks, Fields has had his way with teams and has scored like an ungodly amount of points. I don't think, and I think Tyler is right. I don't think Fields has that kind of game against Atlanta. I think it's a different game that Atlanta plays. I don't think he's going to throw, or excuse me, run for over 100 yards. I think he'll run for in the 70s, something like that. He might get a touchdown. He's still going to be fine. Um, But I'm going to lean Mahomes on Sunday night. Every time that guy's on primetime, he throws four or five touchdowns. It's ridiculous. I mean, not every time, but just about. So I'm going to lean Mahomes, but Fields has the chance to just burn this, you know, burn this mother down. You know, if yeah. he runs for another buck seventy-five and two, um, I just don't think it happens three in a row. But it, if it does, it does. Yeah, I, uh, I want, I tend to lean more towards into the camp that you know Atlanta's not a top-tier defense, and they're not, but they play such a different style. I don't think there's very much reason to assume that Fields is going to like do anything drastically less. I mean, uh, if you take the last two weeks and average them, uh, 75 yards, like you're saying, is half of what he's been doing on the ground. Yeah. I know, but prior to that, that's what he was – that was his cap was up around there. Yeah, so, and then they've – I mean, the offense figured it out. So well, I, I feel like that trend is going to continue against a not-so-good uh, defense. Uh, I, I don't – I don't feel confident in picking fields over Mahomes. I do think it's going to be a lot closer. I will say, I think this is going to be the first time in like the last three weeks that we're going to have differing quarterbacks in DFS. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Maybe. Well, I don't yeah. think we're all going to have Justin Fields for the first time in the last two weeks. Yeah. I, I won't be. All On right, purpose. Bro. Just so the rest of that can beat the rest of you screws it on something other than my flex position. All right, running backs. We've got Nick Chubb at Buffalo and Miles Sanders at Indianapolis for the Shakas versus Jonathan Taylor against Philly and Saquon Barkley against Detroit for the Reapers. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to go Taylor and Barkley. Barkley's been pretty much the number one running back, and he's playing a just a terrible run defense in Detroit. So just based on that alone, that should give you something. Um, Taylor, Taylor has been hurt but he came back against a terrible defense in vegas and did well and you think oh philly's good no they they did uh, they made some move i don't remember who they picked uh, up well the jordan davis injury has been the big one yes and they picked up somebody because they have given up so much rushing yards the last couple of games i mean they just they let wash uh, the commanders like dominate them because they they just couldn't get off they couldn't get them off the field so give me Taylor and Barkley over. I mean, I think Chubb will be fine. And again, snow game. I don't think it affects him that much. Um, I, and I, I think Sanders will do better against the Colts than he did against commanders. But I just Saquon and Taylor just have amazing upside and can bust one for 60. Yeah, I don't have uh, too much to add to you there. Um, I think Sanders does have a bounce back game on the ground against Indy. Uh, I think Chubb and Sanders are going to put up a good amount of points, but yeah, uh, I don't have, yeah, 
Eh, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, receivers here. We've got Terry McLaurin at Houston and Amari Cooper at Buffalo for the Shockers versus CeeDee Lamb at Minnesota and Kadarius Tony at the Chargers for Reapers. All right. This is really easy. It's CeeDee Lamb and Tony by a mile to me. A, Terry McLaurin, we already talked about Houston, is, you know, they're very good against the pass because nobody passes against them, and they're not going to have to use uh, McLaurin. He might get a long one, but he's just not going to have a game like last week. And Cooper, the the road home thing with Cooper is 100% real. It was real with Dallas. It's real with Cleveland. I wouldn't care if there was snow coming. It's at Buffalo. I wouldn't love Cooper in this matchup anyway. So give me the upside of Kadarius Tony. They're starting to use him. And give me CeeDee Lamb, who I think is going to break 85, as we talked earlier. Cooper's yeah. most points scored on the road is 10. His yeah. least points scored at home is 14. There you go. Yeah, Cooper does not travel well. He didn't travel well he, in Dallas either. No, it's 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 real. He does not play well on the road. So, yeah, it's Lamb and Tony. Yeah, I like Terry McLaurin, even uh, even at Houston. Uh, Taylor Heineke is re- remaining the starter, even though oh, Wentz sure. has been cleared to throw and cleared to play. Uh, and if Heineke's in, McLaurin is good. Oh, I think he'll do fine. I just don't think they'll need I, him like last week. I think he'll. I think he'll still get o- almost to a hundred, but still, Ooh. that's not that's not going to beat Lamb and Tony here. This okay. sounds like this sounds like you guys need to figure out a dollar bet. No, I don't have a dollar bet. I just don't think he gets near a hundred. I don't. I don't think he gets over eighty. But oh, I'll take that. I'll take that action. I won't because I've lost five and I'm scared. I'll, dollar bet over. I'll take nope. over eighty and a half. I'm scared. I'm sorry. I'm boo! A I'm that a is little a big boo. Come on. Boo! No, what's I'm a not dollar? I'm not betting anymore. I'm fine. Then, then Rob set your line. No, move on. Next matchup. Uh, you wow. are so disappointing. Five, I 86. Uh, that's only six more yards. Wait, 85 and a half is the line then? Fine, 85 and a half, yes. Uh, I like I like 80 and a half better. There you go. No, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. All right. Jesus Christ, you guys are such pussies. Probably. Well, he's the one who pushed out first. Come on. Yep. Oh, disgusting. Uh, tight ends in this matchup are Travis Kelsey at the Chargers yes. for Shakas versus uh, who's there? Who's who's in Tyler's uh, tight end slot? I don't is know. It, is it a, basically an empty roster spot? It's the ghost of Kyle Pitts. It's, yeah, it's the ghost of uh, terrible people. Yeah, it's Kelsey. <laughs> Uh, flex. We've got Tyler Boyd at Pittsburgh and Terrace Marshall Jr. at Baltimore for the Shakas versus DeAndre Hopkins against San Francisco and Christian McCaffrey in the same game at Arizona. I mean, while I don't mind Boyd or Marshall in these as far as like guys that can give you points, the upside of Hopkins and McCaffrey uh, murder that. So give me those two. Yeah, we can tell how the Shakas team has been downgraded due to injury. Like we said, it might hit them all year. Oh, long. yeah, yeah. I mean, Cup is the big one. I mean, if you put yeah. if you put Cup here instead of Terrence Marshall, you know, yeah, then we're talking some business. Yeah, so it, I agree with you here. So yeah. defense, we've got the Ravens against Carolina or the Patriots against the Jets. I mean, I love both. Uh, the Jets have made mistakes. Um, they want to run the ball and play defense. And uh, you mean uh, Zach Wilson is just the mistake, right? 
Yeah, maybe so. Uh, the Jets <laughs> can't seem to draft a quarterback that is any good. Um, but speaking of no good, Carolina is going to play, um, boy. How, the other how number far, one overall quarterback. Yeah. How far, how far, you know, a lot of people thought, oh, Baker, now that he's out of Cleveland, he's just going to flourish. Now he sucked too in Carolina. I guess yeah, he's I was a good. I was a believer there. Also, coincidentally, I was a believer of Sam Darnold's second chance in yeah. Carolina last year. I guess yeah. what I was also wrong. Turns out I should not ever pick a uh, or count on a Carolina or Jets. Yeah, my my record when it comes to picking receivers is nothing compared to your record at picking quarterbacks. You guys are both bad at both of those things. Yeah, um, that, that was the whole point of that. Yeah. So. But, 100% this is uh, for me, the Patriots. All right, so Rob, let's take a gander at the Shaka's bench here. All right, there's plenty that can be done here. Yeah, uh, Garrett Wilson, I mean, they're at New or- New England. Yeah, I, I don't know why you're putting Terrence Mar- uh, TMJ in instead of Garrett Wilson, because Garrett Wilson has been good. And, you know, even though I think the Jets are going to turn the ball over, does, that doesn't mean – Garrett Wilson doesn't get peppered with targets. Um, I mean, looking down the rest of this, you know, I'm not playing yeah, Jimmy I, G or Dawson Knox. Or, and I don't think you can trust into uh, Traylon Burks yet. No. So that would be it. I, I probably, I think, I, I like Boyd. I, don't, I probably wouldn't play TMJ. I put Garrett Wilson in. That's about it. All right, Tyler, what are you thinking? Oh, I have nothing I can do. Uh, all of my other players are on by. Um, obviously, if Mark Andrews doesn't play, Isaiah likely moves into my tight end slot pretty easily. And I do have a stat for you guys because c- we were talking about Kyle Pitts. Uh, so since week seven, um, the target share leaders in the NFL is Stefan Diggs at 34 percent, Nuke at 33, Adams at 32, DJ Moore at 32, Terry McLaurin at 32 and Kyle Pitts at 32. Right. Right. And like half of those are terrible. But they're getting all of the work in their offense, right? Uh, yeah, but how, how many in their, in their terrible are, offenses? Yeah. How many? How many? Uh, how many targets towards Kyle Pitts are uncatchable? Well, Blake, let me tell you what the second <laughs> half of this stat is. Uh, because out of that list, number five in catchable targets, so the fifth or the second worst is DJ Moore at seventy percent. Nice seventy percent catchable target rate. What do you think Kyle Pitts is at? Seventy-two. And and it's Nuke at 87, Diggs at 77, Adams at 76, McLaurin at 72, DJ Moore at 70. Pitts is below 70. Oh, 65? 56. 52. Oh, that's that's gross. So yeah, I mean, this is not a Pitts problem, it's a Mariota problem. And right. um But I don't I don't see that changing after week eleven. No. So all right, so let's take this matchup real quick and get the hell out of here. Dice first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dice first again, huh? Oh, the dice love it. Here we go. The dice was last last time, so. Yeah, they rolled a one. That's going to be Shaka's. Hmm, so dice take the Shaka's to continue their streak. Yep. Oh, boy. Do I do I pick what I think is going to happen, or do I pick because I don't like Tyler? <sighs> Tyler wins. That's my pick. Reapers. Now I do think I do think the Shockers take their first L this week, so I'm gonna go Reapers. I told you exactly. I told every single one of you exactly what was gonna happen last week. Shockers were gonna take the next two and then lose the Commissioner's Cup to Rob in Week 12, and we are on track to have that happen. Shockers win in a close one and then lose next week to Rob. All right. 
All right. That is all we have this week, folks. I am um, going 15 and 0 when you win. What's that? Oh, yeah. I said I I'm gonna it. go 15 no. and 0 when you yeah. win for the last five. We years. had we actually had uh we only had one unanimous unanimous matchup, and every single one other than that, we had at least one of us on the other side. Well, yeah. Most yeah, of the time but, it was me. Yeah, but yeah, whoever picked it picked me to win, that, that's a loss already. So Chuck that up. Rob, 15-0. Let's go, baby. All right. I hope everybody has a great week 11. Uh, let's have Hewlett's play us out.